0: In Coinsafe, what we sort of aim for is like the convenience of a centralized exchange, but you have to hold your own funds, right?
1: Welcome everyone to another episode of POV Crypto. The only podcast that both Bitcoiners and Ethereans listen to. I'm David Hoffman here with my buddy Christian. Christian, how you doing? Dude, I think
2: while we were recording this last episode, I've gotten like four or five political phone calls to my phone. Like like campaign calls? Yeah, just random cold calls from some area code that is in my like local jurisdiction. E- it's either a a telemarketer or campaigns, but it's kind of like campaign season.
1: Well, if Brother Yang call comes knocking, make sure you pick up that phone call, okay?
2: Oh, God. <laughs> Vote for Bitcoin.
1: That's, yeah, go ahead and write Bitcoin in and see how that works.
2: <laughs> I don't have to write it in. I just keep buying it. I'm voting every day, baby. Fair enough. So, with all that Bitcoin that you buy, do you use uh, Coinsafe? Not yet. It's still in beta, but I'm excited for it. Guys, have you heard about CoinSafe? We had the CEO and co-founder Arnav on the episode today or on the show, and he busted out some really interesting stuff about multi-sig, about trusted devices, about what's going down in India. He is actually an undergrad in India right now learning computer science. This is a really fun show and a cool perspective.
1: Absolutely, we're getting a lot of global info this uh, this episode. I think Arnov takes the cake for being our furthest guest away ever, uh, and it's probably going to be pretty pretty hard to beat. Um, so we, we start talking about CoinSafe, start talking about the way that uh, they've created both the infrastructure for just absolutely like killer self custody of your funds, but also providing like the base infrastructure for like a social uh, social. Um, social key recovery. So like being able to give like part of the key to, you, to your mom, part of the key to like maybe a secondary device that you have and part of the key to like, I don't know, your dog's collar or something. It's all technically possible. Um, and so like we kind of go into the, the, what you can really, if you get imaginative, like what you can make out of that. Uh, and then we start talking about India and what, like what it's like to, to have crypto in India with, which is just a, 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 an interesting uh, economic zone for crypto to be in because it's 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 got a weird history with cash and so anytime cash and money gets like unstabilized like cryptocurrency comes in and says hi and that's definitely
2: happened in India and so I, I really appreciate Arnov coming on and talking to us about it. If it ever happens again, Bitcoin will really be there for it. And it's interesting to hear about his perspective and as a founder and builder of a wallet, how he thinks about making the user experience better for adoption. Really, the idea behind Coinsafe here is making an app that's so easy for you to manage your seed phrase that even if you lose your phone, you can just boom, you go on your home computer, you go on your um, your wife's phone, and then you... Call your mom. You call your mom, whatever, and then you recover your seed rather than um, you know having to memorize a 20-word phrase or have it written down somewhere. And he brought up some interesting points about Uh, the shortfalls of multi-sig and when it comes to -to day-to-day usage it's really not you can't use multi-sig because you know you have to you'll compromise your second device by bringing it together to do any sort of transaction and that's where you know kind of his take on um, storing the seed is a little bit different and interesting so um, without further ado Arnav of Coinsafe all right guys welcome to pov crypto we are here with Arnav of coinsafe.app an awesome cool project that's coming out in the space and we are super excited to be recording with Arnav coming straight from india Arnav, why don't you introduce yourself tell the audience about what you do in crypto and how you got here
0: hey uh david and christian thanks a lot for having me um, I, I got into crypto around 2015 or 16 when due to just price movements, uh, my one of my friends mentioned me about crypto in 2015. I heard uh, about Bitcoin uh, and then I heard about it again uh, in 2016 uh, and then I bought my first Bitcoin. Um, and that's how i got started uh in the community and then uh around 2017 i started making my own videos i started interviewing a couple of people uh for my uh, crypto youtube channel uh like i interviewed jameson law Pierre Rochard, um a couple of other i mean of spank chain and a couple of other people uh and then i uh actually in- It's a good lineup I actually, yeah, yeah, I actually interned at uh, uh, Gnosis, which is a prediction market platform. Um, And from there, I sort of uh, started working on Coinsafe just after my internship. And uh, this was because I sort of uh, found that I had lost some of my Bitcoins due to uh, loss of my private keys. So I sort of knew that this is a big problem. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's good for the hodlers, right? the <laughs> supply gets decreased. Uh, and uh, then, and I, I sort of, I had this, I, I always wanted to solve this problem. But then after my internship at Gnosis, uh, I talked to a couple of other people and I, I got an idea that how we can sort of build systems uh, that have this fund recovery or key recovery uh, mechanism in them. So that's how, how I sort of got started in Coinsafe. What's your
2: background? Like, are you a developer?
0: Yeah, I, I have a computer science background. Um, I'm actually uh, in my last semester as a CS undergrad here in India. And uh, I, I used to develop a lot of mobile apps. I used to do freelancing. But uh, for Coinsafe, I, I have looked into like more the mathematical side of things. And uh, like the architecture, uh, the product architecture in general. Like the development is done by my co-founder. Um, Tarun.
2: So tell us a little bit more about Coinsafe.
0: Okay, so Coinsafe is a uh, non-custodial uh, multi-chain mobile wallet uh, with the premier feature being the option to recover your funds in case of loss. Um, and the wallet works in such a way that you don't need to write down your mnemonic. You can set a backup um, of, of your funds using a set of Trusted devices, and in case say you lose your phone, you uninstall the app, or there's a factory reset, um, you can recover your funds using uh, your trusted devices, and uh, and and the process process works in such a way that you are uh, only you are in control of your funds, so yeah
1: so can you kind of compare and contrast that mechanism of storing your private key versus like a typical other typical ways of doing uh storing your private key like with a, a hardware wallet
0: for a hardware wallet you uh you have you store the keys always remain on the hardware device and you you write down your uh wallet like your 12 or 24 word uh bib 39 mnemonic somewhere right on a piece of paper or maybe use a crypto steel so that that's like the hardware wallet approach in CoinSafe, uh like what we sort of uh, aim for is like, uh, like the convenience of a centralized exchange but you have to hold your own funds right so in CoinSafe, uh, if you don't need to write down your mnemonic uh, because you'll always be able to recover that right so um, and uh, you, you use it It works similar to say blockchain.info or Jax or so on but uh, again, the main difference is that you don't need to write down your mnemonic. And there are a couple of other features uh, like inheritance planning and uh, that, that we are, and like some advanced Shamir, uh, like say a six on 11 and a couple of other recovery mechanisms that we are uh, building. Yeah, so that's how it differs.
2: Is the app itself and the wallet, um, is that made for HODLing? Like, do you recommend that people... Like get an old phone, take the battery out hot and then use your app to hold their Bitcoin? Or uh, is it more for like everyday usage?
0: Um, it's, I think for, for both. Uh, but I, I think uh, for a, for a hot wallet, it's more for an everyday usage perspective. Uh, like say if you want to have $10,000 worth of crypto and you want to have security for that as well right so that's that's uh you can coinsafe would be ideal for that but again uh since we are only in beta we are still s- sort of figuring out the right product market fit um and and we don't know exactly uh that what would be ideal we we have sort of i like an idea that who would uh, be our ideal customer but we, we haven't focused uh completely so Arnav, do you use this method yeah, I personally use that. Like, I, 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 I uh, wanted such a service for myself.
1: And then I'm assuming you've also used other methods, like a like a hardware wallet or, you know, paper wallet or something.
0: Yeah, uh, I I used a hardware wallet, but uh, like very later on, like when I got mm-hmm. started, I just used blockchain or info actually
1: again kind of comparing and contrasting what is it like to get your funds off of the off off of your system versus a a more normal system that people are used to or
2: like if someone loses their if someone loses their seed or sorry if someone loses access to the wallet was it like
0: okay so uh, say you lost your phone right you had your funds on your phone and you lost it so what would what you would do is you would uh, say gain access to a new phone right? Maybe a phone of your mom or I don't know your friend. And then uh, you would send a recovery requests uh, to your trusted devices, right? And when they approve those requests, you would gain access, uh, you would gain back access to your funds. So, yeah, that's that's how it works. So is this kind of just
1: like a, a social recovery
0: mechanism, basically? Yeah, yeah. You can say that although uh you can own all your uh like the trusted devices, uh you can own all your trusted devices, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not that you mm-hmm. you need to have like different people, uh, but you can own all of them. And we are even thinking of sort of having uh I don't know, maybe a hardware wallet sort of structure, mm-hmm. like say the trusted device is a hardware wallet and like part of the share is kept in say multiple hardware wallets, like three hardware wallets or five hardware wallets, and so on.
1: Right. So, like, how how complicated can we take this? Can we take this, like, my mom's phone, my own backup phone, mm-hmm. hardware wallet mm-hmm. number two, hardware wallet number seven, and and like something else, like a like a private key on a paper or something. Like, how customizable is this backup?
0: Yeah, this is actually very customizable. So, uh, say th- you can go like, uh, so. The most uh, used sort of uh, uh, scheme that we see is like a two on three, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have, uh, you need to have, uh, you, you set a backup on three devices and you need to have two devices to recover your funds. Um, and then, but you can take it for say six on 11 or uh, seven on 13 or just as much as you want, maybe say uh, uh, 51, 26 on 51. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Uh, it's, it's like just uh, like the algorithm that we use is Shamir secret sharing. Right. So that you can scale that it's just basic polynomial math mm-hmm. uh, and, and it won't be an issue to do as many devices as you want. I
1: I imagine this is like the plot of a future, like treasure hunt movie where like, you have like seven different private keys that you have to find. But in order to find like a couple of them have like a layer two of this on it. So like in order to find one of the seven private keys, you have to go and find like seven other private keys. And it's just this massive worldwide like geocaching event for like, imagine if, it, if there was like 30 Bitcoins behind this thing. It would be like the world's greatest like treasure hunt of all time. That's just kind of where my brain just went just now.
0: Yeah. And if Bitcoin goes to 1 million, yeah. then that's 30 million. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We should find this. Definitely worth a try.
1: This would be great marketing for you guys. Yeah, that's a great idea.
2: So in terms of like, I mean, in terms of like personal safety and being your own bank and all that kind of stuff, multi-sig is pretty important Mm. in making that actually happen. Like, how do you kind of see your technology fitting into that? Do you see, you know, other folks like Casa or, um, you know, some of the other companies doing multi-sig, like trying to grab onto your tech or copy it or anything like that? Like what's, what's kind of that going in, you know, where's that going?
0: Yeah. I, I'm glad you asked that. Right. Uh, I'm actually working on a, a blog post that sort of compares our approach, like Shami secret sharing with multi sig and like the sort of like the pros and cons of each of them. Right. So like the biggest pro in our approach is that, um, so safe, if, if, if we want like mainstream adoption and we want like people to hold their funds, right. Uh, uh, we won't expect people to sort of uh, for doing every transaction. They they need to get signatures from multiple devices, right? Uh, and and like uh, and if all the devices are kept say at the same place, then the security of multi sec. Uh, isn't isn't that much they need to be at different places right so for doing every transaction if you have to get multiple signatures that's like not a good uh, user experience so that's uh, how our approach is sort of better because you you have your uh, funds on your own device but you have backup of that a uh, mnemonic or, or or those funds in different devices right so that that's point number one second is that uh like with our approach we can support as many coins as we can um, because we sort of work at the BIP39 mnemonic level so we can support as many coins as we can Uh, unlike multisig, which is Uh, supported in the protocol itself and many uh, blockchains don't inherently support multisig like even ethereum doesn't inherently uh, sort of support multisig although there are some like smart contract implementations that people i think the gnosis one is the most used that people sort of use um so that's sort of like the, uh, and the third point, the pro of our approach is that you can have like advanced sharing schemes, like you can have six on 11, you can have say 26 on 51, but you won't have, uh, you, you can't have that in multi-sig, right? multi you'll most probably have two on three or three on five. There, there are some limits to how much you can go with multi-sig uh, and like the transaction size in, uh, starts increasing quite a lot uh so that's like the pro and i can even talk about like the con uh if you want like so uh f- for for sig uh, uh like the best uh, pro is that uh your funds are not on one device right so uh you have multiple devices that uh you need to get signatures from uh so that means there is uh, uh the, your funds are never on one device right uh but again this is like security versus convenience and second is that since multisig is supported in the protocol uh for certain coins which this uh the, the there is no uh, risk as such with sort of multi sig implementation, whereas our approach is something that we have developed. We are we are like in the process of getting it security audited, but still, uh, like multi sig is supported say by the protocol that is safer by say an approach developed by a third party. Um, and we we do envision that we'll have like a uh a BIP uh Bitcoin Improvement Proposal coming out for Shamir secret sharing uh like basic semi-secret sharing so that that uh that would be great uh, and th- that would mitigate this issue as well
2: so i mean some things that kind of jump out to me like i totally get how essentially having the trusted devices for the seed is easier than multi-sig just because mm-hmm. um like you said you have one wallet you can use it however you want with one signature but at the same time if you lose right. the device or you lose the seed you can recover, you can recover the wallet. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. if, you know, some guy attacks you and tells you to give up the funds, then all they need is the one signature on the device. So I could see how it kind of goes in with a, you know, like a security protocol and, you know, securing this stuff on your own, um, effectively and privately, is just not easy right now. So as someone who's like working on making easier UX, you know, getting rid of, having to deal with the 12 to 24 word phrase to have the backup you're making an easier UX like where do you see the UX needing to go for grandma to use -hmm. this kind of technology and to feel comfortable being her own bank
0: um okay so uh UX in as such um say it, it should go similar to all like the like the cash app or like the payment apps that people are actually using uh we have Venmo and all these apps, uh, like uh, we don't want, I think we don't even need to show the mnemonic to them. Um, and like if we have like this social aspect of things, it is it is quite intuitive, right? Uh, if you say we have, you need to add uh, like these friends or these devices, uh, uh, th- this is more, this is quite intuitive to everyone, right? You, uh, and, and like grandma sort of would have to think like she's giving away custody uh, to, Uh, Of her funds to uh, sort of people that she trusts like in her family instead of giving that to say a bank right Uh, like a third party Um, so and and in general like even in our app I I don't think so our UX uh, there is a lot of scope of improvement for the UX but still it is very easy as such uh, to get started and set up key recovery and uh, we have like this trusted device mode uh like say if if i don't want to use crypto right but i just want to become a trusted device like say my mom she has a spare phone i would just go on to that trusted device mode and uh i i would uh it, it's super simple to just just click two buttons and it's done and i i just need to share my wallet address or my username with uh with the person who wants me to add the trust uh, as a trusted device
2: something else that you were kind of mentioning is that your sis like using uh this you know this kind of trusted device setup versus a native multi-sig allows your app to support a lot of different cryptocurrencies which cryptocurrencies do you Mm -hmm. support um why did you decide to support those
0: so currently we support like the ones we like right (laughs) so we have like bdc uh, Ethereum and Monero, right? Uh, and like we'll have one stablecoin, maybe Dai. We can support as many crypto as we want, right? Like we have uh, one of our friends is like a Bitcoin maximalist, maximalist, and like I, I am, uh, I like both sides because I've sort of maybe I'm biased because I've worked on Ethereum and now uh, and like initially I was into Bitcoin, but now sounds like this is the podcast for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to cut yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we can add as many crypto as we want, but uh, currently we just add, uh, we have BDC, Ethereum and Monero. But uh, again, if we feel that we can get some traction by getting a crypto and it doesn't, it isn't that bad, a, uh, it's not too centralized, uh, I think we would add it, right? Uh, yeah, if, if it gets adoption. Uh, but again, we would, I would prefer to have only Bitcoin, Ethereum, Monero and a stablecoin. This is like my preference, but I'm open to adding more crypto.
1: India is pretty anti-crypto, right? It's very, very illegal to have cryptocurrency in India, to my knowledge. Uh, if you could go into a mm-hmm. little
0: bit about that. And then also,
1: was that any sort of motivation to building your product?
0: Okay, so India, it's not illegal to hold a crypto in India. So what's uh, so the RBI statement that came, uh, that sort of was the India crypto ban... Uh, the RBI is like the central uh, bank in India so the statement was that the banks uh uh, can't provide bank accounts to people operating in cryptocurrency business. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, that that's, that was the only uh, statement. And so, th- that meant that exchanges or wallets, that anyone that was operating in India, they wouldn't get a bank account, right? Uh, and that sort of... Uh, so, India had, in the 2017-18 bull run, uh, like India had decent volume. And like most of, say my my friends and like my coworkers in co-working they have all all like part of the global crypto sort of bull run movement everyone was trading quite a lot it had quite decent volume right um but but after that the volumes have definitely dropped in india uh and in general the interest also has dropped quite a lot uh um, and th- there is some uh like in general the indian media is quite backwards and uh i don't know they, they they have a very bad perception of bitcoin uh, as do many people uh here in india they they don't, they don't know uh they don't know the idea of bitcoin right they only know that it's bad uh and and we have had these very uh m- many scams actually in india uh, related to cryptocurrencies like uh bitconnect type scams uh not um, similar scams right um and that sort of has given a bad taste of crypto uh for people in india but maybe maybe things would improve uh the things are like i i know like the people who are working with the government at this point uh uh in sort of in framing laws around crypto uh and in general the speed is very very slow uh and people the politicians and like the regulators are, uh, aren't that smart, I would say, uh, as compared to say the US in which they have, uh, you have like Andreas coming, right? Uh, it, it's, it's quite different here in India.
2: India is really famous for having like a very strong gold uh, culture and heritage and valuing. People, it sounds like people don't really see Bitcoin as something that is like equivalent to gold. Uh, what it you know what is that like and yeah. how do you feel about gold do you think that bitcoin can replace gold in india
0: um in general uh definitely like bitcoin can replace gold right uh, but in india um the, I, I don't think so actually that uh it has some like gold uh like the amount of usage that the amount and the amount of gold that people have there is sort of like this sentiment uh, in india that uh, like even in marriages uh, people buy lots of gold right they gift gold to uh, their relatives uh, and in general people have quite a lot of savings in gold um but i don't think so it has uh, like uh, and that is i don't know the exact reason for that maybe it's in the religion somewhere uh, or I don't know, but uh, uh, Bitcoin in general doesn't, uh, people don't see it as digital gold. And I don't think so that India in general has any advantage to any other country for Bitcoin to be digital gold. It it, 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 it would be a global sort of thing. Like if people see uh, globally, they sort of start using Bitcoin as digital gold. I think similar <coughs> thing would happen in India as well.
2: We were talking about Bitcoin as if it's in uh, virtual gold or digital gold, and obviously you like Bitcoin, but you mentioned that you also worked with Ethereum and you like Ethereum as well as Monero. How do you feel about Ethereum? Do you think that Ethereum could be like a commodity money of some sorts?
0: Um. So I think that Ethereum uh, is always is sort of like a solution looking for a problem, and we we have like currently like this DeFi sort of hype that is going and yeah maker and die definitely have use cases uh but but i don't know i i still uh, bitcoin has like a very good say monetary supply i for for uh, i don't see people having a good money uh, holding ethereum for uh, digital gold and all these use cases because the supply it gets changed uh, by uh, whenever people like it they mm-hmm. they reduce the supply from three ether to two ether like the thirding or whatever uh they called it uh so in general for uh hard uh digital gold and like for hodlers i i i personally won't hold a lot of ether but in uh, ether has some has a good developer community and like uh, I, I do I think ether would always exist in the world but I, I I don't think so like the scale of it I'm not sure if it can be as big as bit as Bitcoin. Um, it, it will always have use cases.
1: What about India at large? Like, do you see any sort of le- general leanings towards certain um, certain blockchains? Because, like in America, right. I would say we would were pretty split between between Bitcoin and Ethereum. But if you go to mm-hmm. like some Asian countries, like uh, Korea, they're really big on Definity and EOS. Like, wh- what's it like in India?
2: What are the
0: kids into? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. So in India, it's mostly Ethereum actually, and uh, this is because I think Consensus uh, like did a good job. Uh, they they sort of uh, had these workshops and these hackathons in various colleges, um, and they they in general did a good job of uh, getting developers on board. And many in general, like the Indian community. Uh, I would say after the ne- uh like the 2017 bull market and the bear market we have there has definitely been a shift towards bitcoin as well uh just because people lost a lot of money uh, in erc20 and ethereum Mm. and there isn't much going on uh, in ethereum apart from like the DeFi thing uh apart from uh that's what my according to my knowledge uh but in general like the developer community is more focused on ethereum you won't find any like bitcoin core developers or lightning developers there are very few such developers but yeah you'll find people working on uh, dApps uh like, uh, uh, we have like a couple of projects working on maker, uh, here in India that, uh, like Instad app is one, uh, and a couple of other projects, but not a lot in Ethereum or Bitcoin space.
2: So in terms of like, you're talking about people are kind of getting more into Bitcoin. People are developing a lot on Ethereum. Like what is, what, what are the people that are into crypto? What are they like? You know, where are they located? Are there any like big, like crypto hubs in India?
0: um for ethereum it's mostly like developers uh like javascript developers and web developers they got into solidity like because it's quite similar uh and for yeah for ethereum we have that in general and we have uh like traders and we have like decent volume in local bitcoin as well so um the there are some you'll always find uh, people in all cities uh who trade bitcoin uh and who sort of Advice other people who trade, and they have gotten many other friends into Bitcoin as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say mostly it's like the technologists and the startup people uh, that that are sort of into the crypto game. How
1: do do people use uh, crypto on a daily basis uh, in India? Uh, they don't really in America, right? Like we we kind of just look at it on our block folios. Is it used in any particular fashion? Uh, like w- how often do you use crypto and like what have it what are what are you using it for
0: um i don't think so uh that it, it is being used uh for me personally it's mostly like global payments right mm. uh uh that's what i use it for and that's what uh like i figured that most people use it for um yeah and like for for like converting to fiat uh most people use local bitcoin Mm. um and there are like a couple of other p2p exchanges like there's this vazirx uh even like the largest exchange in india they also have like a p2p product uh yeah for exchanges that
1: how do exchanges work for getting your your money onto exchanges
0: um it's you. You need to deposit like crypto, right? That's how it works. Oh, really? There are. What about
1: going like to your bank account or to a debit card or or anything like that?
0: No, that that doesn't work, right? Because at all. banks can't.
1: Not at all, really. Banks
0: can't support. Yeah, yeah. Are there but, no? But, but there, there is.
1: Sorry, there are there no exchanges like that that you have access to. Is that is that why local
0: bitcoins is so popular? Yep. Wow. Yep. And we have like. Uh, I think Coinix, I haven't personally used CoinX, mm-hmm. uh which was like the biggest exchange in India. Uh, they have like this product called Loop, if I can remember mm-hmm. uh, correctly. And in that, they sort of have like a, they match you. Uh, so you can deposit your money into coinix but that's going to an escrow sort of thing mm-hmm. and they sort of match you with the seller uh that that's how it sort of it works Sim- similar to uh like local bitcoin i personally uh use local bitcoin
1: how's the volume yeah. on local bitcoins
0: it's it's actually decent volume mm-hmm. i think uh it, it's yeah it's it's uh in the top 20 as far as i remember cool. uh yeah the volume is decent i talked to couple of like local bitcoin merchants and like when i was uh, to- uh, like uh if, if they were interested in using CoinSafe, right uh and i i got to know about the volumes and it, it was decent i didn't expect uh that much volume uh of uh, of trade and i don't know why people are trading so much uh but it's just i think just sheer population of india it's quite large uh and even if so even if a very few per- percent of people use uh Like, Bitcoin, still, that's a big number.
1: Could you make a trade with someone same day on local Bitcoins? Yeah.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Easy peasy? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's super easy. Super easy.
2: So, I know that um, in terms of, uh, like, a war on cash, India is pretty notorious for this, of, like, you know, saying, hey, you have to turn in your big bills for smaller bills, and, you know, kind of, like, tracking how much money people have. Like, what is that like? Are you afraid that, the government is going to kind of go towards maybe a Chinese social score system and WeChat payment system where everything is digital. You know, what? what is it like on the streets there?
0: Um, I, I can see it heading towards that direction. Like the current government, uh, it's it, it sort of, uh, if it comes to power again, which I think it would, uh, we have like the elections this year in India. Um, it can go towards that direction, but uh, not right now. It's like uh, it's it's a decent democracy, uh, although people aren't aware what is happening, and uh, ac- not a lot of people actually know like what's happening in the regulations. Uh, uh, but for we have like these Paytm is like the most used payment wallet here in India, and like it is used quite a lot. Uh, you I don't think so even. Cash app or when more all these services are used that much as Paytm Uh, Because uh, you would find Paytm everyone accepting Paytm, right? Uh, like even say uh, 10 cents of uh, if a transaction is 10 cents or 20 cents find people paying using uh, Paytm Uh, and you'll have like uh, even like small small shops like uh, even on the street they accept Paytm, right? uh and this was because uh, we had like the demonetization movement uh in india in which the government had uh, uh banned like the current existing uh currency we had like 500 rupees and 1000 rupees notes um and then uh people the adoption of paytm increased quite a lot during those days because uh People didn't have any money. they had uh, they had to get the money from ATM or go to a bank in which they were very big lines. Um,
1: I heard that was like an awful time in Indian history. I heard like like people lost a yeah. lot of money like people couldn't like yeah I, I heard a crazy story where like somebody had their like mom in a coma and the mom knew where all the money was. Uh, And she woke Uh up out of the coma, like, two weeks later. But it was too late because they couldn't get their money because only the mom knew where it was. And so they, like, lost their life savings. Like, was it really that drastic?
0: Uh, I think so, yes. Uh, We have, like, people telling uh, that couple of hundred people lost uh, lost their lives due to uh, demonetization and in general uh, even like say factory workers and they lost their jobs because people didn't have money to pay them Uh, and in general there was a lot of cash crunch Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think the economy actually slowed down that year and the subsequent year as well because the whole there was like this one or uh, I think two months period uh that this cash crunch sort of lasted mm. and this is that is quite a lo- uh, huge amount of time right mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah it, it wasn't a good time it was definitely not a good time. did
2: that experience like influence your interest
0: in cryptocurrency at all um yeah definitely um is that true for other I, people as well uh, f- um i don't think so no i don't think so uh like most there isn't that much uh philosophy behind uh people getting into crypto there is like obviously uh, like the ethereum devs uh they 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 have like this philosophy of building like these blockchain and decentralized applications but in general uh bitcoin and like the hodling philosophy uh and like the sound money philosophy isn't that much up it's not it's not that prevalent uh here in india
1: would you say india is yeah. just kind of like chain agnostic there's just like cryptocurrency and rather than like for me there's Ethereum and for Christian there's Bitcoin we say India is just kind of like yeah there's crypto right
0: right yeah. uh yeah but uh mostly i think India like indian people they trust Ethereum and Bitcoin mm-hmm. the most uh like EOS uh and NEO and all these uh chains they don't have much community and they don't have a lot of support here in India uh like if you go to like these telegram groups Uh, Indian Telegram groups, uh, you'd find mostly people supporting Bitcoin and the admins are sort of supporting Bitcoin uh, And there are some groups that sort of support Ethereum uh, But in general, not mostly Bitcoin and Ethereum, Mm -hmm. not a lot of other coins
2: Do you find yourself paying attention to the US or Europe or any of these other countries that are kind of big in the cryptocurrency space at all?
0: yeah def- for me personally i i don't care a lot about india i in general care about like the global uh people right uh and uh, i i i want to uh sort of do something in the crypto space and the like the bitcoin space but uh and i'm i'm, I'm always looking for uh like opportunities, right? Uh, so if, if I can uh, get a better opportunity working from Europe or from US, I would work from there, right? And in general, yes, we do follow quite a lot, like my co-founders and my friends, like the crypto friends, uh, mm-hmm. we we mostly follow what is happening in like Europe or uh, like in Germany, Berlin side of things, and then uh, New York, SF, uh, and, and uh, like the, even the quality of meetups isn't that great, Uh, here in india so uh yeah we we mostly look up to those places
2: do you feel like india has a chance to become a crypto hub or do you feel like the kind of just negative regulation and general apathy is gonna push people push people like yourself away
0: um i think it would push people away for from my personal experience uh like the, if the regulations come out to be positive uh, like say if we uh, get back the if we remove the current ban on exchanges and crypto businesses that would be super helpful and that would uh really drive back the adoption because uh, you need to have liquidity right you for crypto uh, and like currently it's like m- i don't know if a lot of people actually don't know uh, how to buy and sell crypto currently in india i have a lot of people asking me uh like the current bear market a lot of my friends they were asking we want to buy monero or maybe they want to use the dark web uh Mm -hmm. they but but they don't know and they can't they are not able to figure it out right uh so if if things stay as such uh i think it would be bad but let's see i i i i I can't predict uh if it's in general a global movement and if say the uh, u.s has some decent regulations coming in i think india would follow uh india uh in general just follows like what's happening in the western countries uh and yeah so if if i think the that's how i see things like uh if if uh like a bigger country like germany or u.s or uh I don't know, maybe Japan uh, already has some good regulations, but still the regulations improve there and Bitcoin goes more mainstream. Uh, Things will improve in India as well. You're
2: going to have to listen to the episode that we drop next. It's uh, with a uh, politician and lobbyist in California talking about Mm -hmm. all the plans there around uh, regulation. So that should give you some nice insights. Uh, Last question from me is, Mm Looking, you know, you I, I feel like you have a global perspective. You probably have a better perspective on Europe as well as Asia than uh, most people in the U.S. Mm-hmm. as well. What's kind of like your global perspective of this space? What gets you excited in the next one to two years? And uh, yeah, I mean, hit us with your kind of insight here.
0: Um, I think so uh, in general, like censorship, resistance and like digital gold, uh, this is what sort of excites me the most. Um, and v- definitely, I'm following like what's happening in the Ethereum uh, space as well, uh, and like the DeFi space. Um, I, I I'm not sure about it, but uh, it's it definitely excites me as well. And I think that if if we have like a go- financial crisis coming uh, in like the next maybe this year or next year, uh, crypto's uh, adoption would increase quite a lot, and we'll have a better story to tell uh people uh and uh, if we and if if we have a bull run coming as well around the bitcoin halfening time that I, it, it would be excited i'm super excited i'm waiting for like the next bull run uh yeah and i have, i am not spending quite a lot of money i've almost put all of my money into bitcoin and uh i'm hoping for the next bull run
1: Arnov, it sounds like you and I are in the uh, same sentiment. I think that we are at the very beginning of a of a bull mo- bull run. Everyone seems to be getting really, really excited. And like you, I've just poured all of my money into crypto. <laughs> all of my money awesome. as a, as awesome. of late. It's it's going right in there. So I'm super excited for yeah. the future.
0: Yeah. Arnov, thanks for awesome. coming
1: on the podcast. We really appreciate uh you coming and giving us a, a unique perspective that we have not had before. Waking up uh, super early. Want to find yeah, waking up super early. If people want to find more about you or CoinSafe, uh, where should they go look?
0: So you can follow us on Twitter. It's CoinSafe app. Uh, or you can look up us like we have this website, getcoinsafe.app. You'll find the links of our beta Android and iOS apps. Uh, we are we are planning to go live in like a couple of weeks as well. Uh, f- and you can actually store your yield funds uh, in CoinSafe at that point.
2: Awesome. And where can they find you online? I know you also have your own Twitter.
0: Yeah, uh, just search for Arnav Vohra, V-O-H-R-A. So Arnav underscore, uh, A-R-N-A-V underscore V-O-H-R-A, Vohra. You can search there or you can search that on YouTube as well. You will find my channel. Uh, yeah.
2: Awesome. You also do uh, videos on YouTube and podcasts as well, right? Uh, who do you want to hear from for that?
0: Uh, yeah, I used to do that. I haven't done it for like the past two, three months uh, because I've been focusing completely on CoinSafe. Uh, but yeah, I, I I had interviewed Jameson Lopp, uh, Pyro Shard, couple of Ethereum people like uh, Stefan, who was the CEO of Gnosis, Amin, CEO of SpankChain uh, and like couple of like Prismatic Labs, which is like a sharding, uh, which, which is working on sharding in Ethereum. Um, yeah, I, I hope to get more episodes out in the next month as well let's see
2: awesome well everyone keep track of Arnav keep track of Coinsafe big things coming up and uh, hope you all enjoyed the show you can find me on twitter at CK underscore snarks you can find the show at POV Crypto Pod David where can they find you you can find me at Trustless State I won't say it but you guys know what I want you to do (laughs) yeah please rate and review the show and Arnav Are you going to come to Bitcoin 2019? I think I need to show Bitcoin 2019. It's been a while. Um, I know that you are interested in it a little bit. It'll be a pretty long trip from India, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely open to it. Let's see. Uh, you have like definitely a great lineup of speakers and in general, I, I am planning to come to the Bay Area in the uh, next couple of weeks or next couple of months. So, let's see uh, if things pan awesome.
2: out. Well, you have to hit me up. I'm in San Francisco, so I'd uh, love to treat you to a beer or something and hopefully we can see you at the event. Everyone, you can get 25% off at the event. Um, I think there's six more days for $100 tickets and with the code POV15, it's $75 tickets, so don't miss out. Get that bear market pricing. Alright. Thanks, Arnav. Alright. Okay.
0: Bye. Cheers. If true, It's a fool.